Drivers, I said, drivers, start your engines. Hello, and you're welcome for listening to On Wisconsin. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Mike, uh, out in New York. Uh, we have your other co-host, one of your other co-hosts, Brady. Hey. Uh, out in Wisconsin, we have Bill. Hello. And a surprise for all the listeners who are going to listen to the uh, Wisconsin portion of the podcast. We are going international. We have our boy out in Germany, Sam. What up, Doug? What up, Doug? I'll be just so, saying. <laughs> we have a uh, – uh, we want to update uh, the listeners a little bit. All of you who got your Honest Spot coins, you know who you are. Um, the value is up to $532.69. Um, so if you cash your Alba Spawn coins now, you could make a killing, uh, that also for the rest of you guys out there at right now, it's 500 and what, what did I say? 532. It's 532.69. Right now it's 532.69. Um, so get your Alba Spawn coins now, sell them, make a market out of them. The rules are you just have to get two people to download Alba Spawn coin or Alba Spawn and you need to prove it to us by sending us a picture of them downloading it. And then you get uh, five free Amazon five coins. So, Sam, you're one of our only listeners uh, regularly. Do you have any Amazon pod coins? I surprisingly do not. I'm telling all my coworkers two dollars, which would give me two Amazon coins. But have you yet though? Got one. I'm getting on the other. You actually got somebody to download our podcast? Yes, mostly because I broke into his phone. Well, hey, what? we encourage. We encourage that. Uh, we kind of, yeah, we kind of do. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's okay. Sam, you're one away from, you know, five on the spot coins, which at this moment, right now, are worth $532. And whoa, 68 cents. Let's drop it. Bill, did you get on Yeah, you got to get on it. What happened to you, Bill? Um, I had to close my windows because someone started mowing the lawn next door. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's get to it. Hey, I gotta close my windows because New York doesn't know how to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. This is the local portion of our uh, of our podcast where we talk mainly Wisconsin sports because we have uh, our resident German in here with us today. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of handball too, but. The Packers put an ass whooping on the Steelers Thursday night. They won fifty-one to thirty-four, uh, and the legend of Jake Kumaro continues to grow. Bill, tell me, uh, tell me how you're feeling watching the Jake Kumaro eighty-three-yard touchdown pass. Huge arm. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm. Was, when it was happening, I was uh, putting my credit card information on DHK to get the jersey. <laughs> I want to. So we talked about this last week. Uh, we talked about, or two weeks ago, um, when we were talking about the the Wisconsin football team offensive line and how they have their Red Robin High Council, and we are going to make our Red Robin Craig Council. And I think what we need to do is make our Red Robin Craig Council uh, the people that are. It's like weird that we like love them, but we latch onto them. And so I would like our first inductee. Now they can be taken out of the the Red Robin Craig Council when they no longer become relevant. But I'd like to nominate Jake Kumaro as the first member of our Red Robin Craig Council. And, yeah, it's uh, someone who we weirdly attach ourselves onto and get really hyped about that it doesn't make sense. 
Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of confused. Um, you, you said you don't understand why we get attached to him and we get hyped. I mean, oh, yeah, my, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, these are people. Yeah. They've already, they've already, they're going to retire 83. You know, he's going to be one of those guys where they retire the number and they just kind of let him wear it anyway. <laughs> I think Brady doesn't know who we're talking about because I think he just said he's got a big arm. Isn't Kumaro yeah, a, kick, uh, 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 a quarterback? Isn't he like your third string quarterback? No, that would be uh, that would be the Doyle Mater. Oh, it's the other guy with the weird name. <laughs> okay, so I totally um, think so. It... who is this person now? This oh, is the white wide receiver. Wide... Yep. You know what? I'm uh, just a, Wait, just a little bit behind. What's okay? I can't remember what Doyle's first. Tim Doyle. What is it? Uh, Tim Bob or Doyle? Bob Doyle. No, Bob Doyle is like a governor. It's Tim. Thank Tim? You. He was a senator. Yeah. Um, t- whatever. Wait. So we got... Okay, this has gone off the rails. It's Tim Boyle, actually. Yeah. T. Diesel. Tim Doyle. Okay, so um, I'm going to give my nomination, and then we can all vote on it. The reason that I would like Jake Kumaro to be in our uh, Red Robin Craig Council is because he's gritty. He plays the game the right way. The guy has a chip on his shoulder. Rogers likes him. And the reason Wisconsin is going to like him is because he's a white skill player. So I think he's kind of perfect for our podcast. Um, all those in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. Jake Kumaro, first inductee into the Red Robin Craig Council. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know who you are, but congratulations. <laughs> we, we also uh, had a big scare with uh, our, our Red Robin Craig Council resident because um, we got about four conflicting updates over an eight-hour period about the health of his shoulder. Um, Sam, walk us through what you're thinking when you find out uh, Jake Kumaro hurts his shoulder. Definitely scared. Uh, I heard that he had to have an MRI, and then they just said it was a sting. He said he dove into the end zone because he was tired. I think he needed to do a little more cardio, buddy. He was so tired from carrying the team to a 51-34 win, Sam. Is he soft? You know what? I... Um, don't talk about Jake Kumerling. Well. He was hurt, but he was not injured. They actually wanted to rest him for the regular season, and but they didn't want everyone to know that he was going to make the team. So um, they just said it was an injury. Jake Kumerling does not get injured, Brady. So it wasn't actually an injury. Oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, when he yeah. dove in the end zone, he, he actually hurt the ground. <laughs> and then Tremont Williams made an appearance. Tremont Williams back from the dead as a Green Bay Packer, picking off the first uh, pass thrown of the uh, of the game for six. Too easy. Too easy. Who threw um, it? What was that? Who threw it? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. It was not Ben. No, it wasn't. Wasn't Big Ben in a concussion protocol? Yeah. It was. I don't know. Is Charlie Batch still there? He was on a date with some 16 year Chad Batch? Wasn't uh, isn't Maddox, wasn't he a quarterback at one point for them? Greg? Greg? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I have a question that um, I wanted to ask Brady. Because uh, the persona I've taken over is one who hypes up the Packers no matter what. I made that deal with myself that I'm not going to talk bad about the Packers. I'm only going to be positive. And uh, it's really changed my life. But in all seriousness, 
Um, this Packers season seems to be getting hyped up not only by like local media, but also national media. Do the Packers get this much press and like this hyped up every year by like ESPN and everyone? I mean, so I don't usually consume media that's like about like ES, like what ESPN is covering and stuff. It's much more local. So I actually don't know like the hype that they're getting nationally. All I know is that every time we play you guys every year, even when you're good, it's just like, oh, it's just Aaron Rodgers. Like, you, at least in Carolina, we don't view you as a team. We view you more as one man, a la LeBron James. Like, you're just, now, you're just a person. Now. So I, I don't think that's changed. Brady? Brady? What? Two. I'm sorry? Not one man, two men now. We have Jake Kumaro, and he's on the Red Robin. Yeah, but, 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 that, that news hasn't reached Carolina yet. That's the thing. Okay. He's a, he's a sure. well-kept secret. Yeah, he is. He's a sleeper, if you will. Sam, are the uh, German people getting hyped about the Packers season this year? <laughs> they actually are. Jake oh, Kumaro, they are. Oh, Jake Kumaro has definitely made international headlines. <laughs> hey, if you know about him, that's international. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, yeah. you're basically a German citizen at this moment. Definitely could be. <laughs> and, uh, Bill... Does this seem normal for like level of hype? Because I sincerely think that like the Packers have been like this this offseason, like this offseason, the headlines I'm reading is Devontae Adams is a top five wide receiver. The Packers defense is legitimately good. Aaron Rodgers is better than he's ever been, and that's hard to do, right? And now we have Jake Kumaro, who is the grittiest, whitest skill player we've had since Jordy Nelson. Yeah, I mean I definitely think there's some uh there's been an uptick. Um, you know, with the whole finally getting rid of Don, um, which really helped improve. And we hired a, an actual defensive coordinator uh, who doesn't have, like, um, a wig made of Brillo pads for hair. Um, so Ted Thompson is kind of stepping aside. We've got a GM who actually uses free agency. What? Um, what? Yeah, like you said, Rodgers is back. Um, our defense looks good. I mean, two pick sixes, one of them by our second-round rookie corner. I mean, sheesh. Sure thing. Um, Tremont's back. He's like, you know, 46 now, I think. Possibly 50. <laughs> Who's, who can really say for sure? <laughs> he's a leader. He's a veteran, okay? Yes, he's a crafty veteran. So, yes. Yeah, so I definitely think there are some higher expectations this year. Um, so I'm sure when we start off one and two, like we have the past two years, there'll be uh, the blood in the water and the, the fans will get restless, but you know, we'll just get another, we'll get another R-E-L-A-X, run the table, ask a speech, and then we'll choke in the, uh, divisional round. How much, stop. How much, how much do you guys know about this Khalil Mack story? How much do I know? Little to none. Yeah. I know everything. Okay. Tell us. Okay, so Cleo Mack doesn't want to play for the Raiders because he wants a new deal. Um, and I think they're kind of waiting on Aaron Donald. To get... Sorry? Holding out right now, right? Right. He's holding out because he wants a new deal. He wants to be the highest paid defensive player, the highest paid linebacker. Um, I guess what I heard, they've kinda, they're kind of waiting on Aaron Donald's deal to come through because Aaron Donald's also holding out so you know it's kind of like with the whole Rodgers thing they're, they're waiting for everyone else to sign so then he can reset the market 
Um, so currently, I think for every game he misses, he's getting fined like eight hundred grand. Yeah, he's at one point six million in fines. Just is just obscene. That's crazy. Like, that's ridiculous for preseason too. So, Bill, I, I, okay. Reports are that, and I don't know. Okay, I don't understand where the reports are coming from. Right now, according to Vegas odds, the Packers have the best shot at landing Khalil Mack. The Bears are second. But I, I like scoured. I dug through every little crevice, and I couldn't find any like any reason. Like, why are the Packers the ones that are are being selected as the people who have a shot at Khalil Mack? It just doesn't. That doesn't set a Packer move. That doesn't make sense. It's because Vegas wants to make money. Well, is is it something too that that they might just be looking at cap space? Like somebody who actually has the ability to sign him to that kind of a contract. But we don't. You guys don't. I don't. Don't you guys have a lot of salary cap that you didn't spend? Well, we'd have to. No, we we actually were had like we, I don't know, had maybe ten million left over. We'd have to. We'd have to probably like if we wanted to trade, we'd have to, um, probably trade someone else back to the Raiders. Maybe like a Clay Matthews. Yes, Clay Matthews, and maybe some like first or second year corners. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not I like I just don't understand the logic behind it because that's not like that's not like what the Packers do. That's just not a move that they make. So why are we so like why are we why do we have the best odds? Did you that? I mean you could I mean I think they just picked a team. They went, Oh, hey, the Packers need defense help, like always. How about them? So do we actually have a chance at getting Khalil Mack? Um I mean, do we have a chance? I mean, it depends if the Raiders even trade him. I mean, they have him for this whole year. Then they, they can franchise him tag the next two years. I mean, I mean, I would I would take it off my uh, the rose colored glasses here. I would I would I would bet house money that he doesn't leave the Raiders. Sam, what what are the, what's the German press telling you about? What's Neil Spiegel saying? They're trying to figure out how to say Cleo back first. <laughs> Don't even know how to pronounce it, but they're not saying much. They're still a little mad that the Vikings cut the German receivers. So, <laughs> oh, no. still a little heat there. Is that what Weird. is that what international fans get like like care about when they talk when they talk about like American sports? Like, oh no, man, the guy from our country is not playing. Like, fuck that, I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's just all yeah, like one guy. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's great. When has German nationalism ever done anything wrong? That doesn't make sense. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Patriotism. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, so, uh, Bill, uh, what do you know about Sam? Do you know anything about this Reggie Gilbert guy? I know nothing about him. Apparently, he was on the practice squad last Ooh. year. Learn how he probably should teach Clay how to sack the quarterback. <laughs> but he might be on the up and up and replace Clay. Let's be real. How long okay. is his hair? Not no replacing Clay's hair. That's for sure. Is it like? Is it like? Is he like bald? Is it the complete opposite? No, he's got. I think he might have some kind of shorter dreads. I can't remember. I'd have to look him up. Yeah. Um, Whoever has the better I, hair is gets the starting spot. I think that we, we can all agree on that. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, it, it all depends on when when Clay Matthews decides to get injured. <laughs> um. Oh. Fun fact, Reggie and I share the same birthday. 
So the nice. reason I like this, this Reggie, this Reggie Gilbert character, um, is because his name encompasses two of the best Packers defensive linemen in history, Reggie White and uh, Gilbert Brown. So he's obviously going to be great. People forget about the Grave Digger. The Grave. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Gilbert Brown right now, and he might be the scariest person I've ever seen. Oh, he's a monster of a human. Playing weight was 340 pounds, six two three forty. What is this guy's and name? You can't even see his eyes. He looked like a fucking predator. This guy. I need to Google this guy now. You said he's scary. Gilbert Brown. Google Gilbert Brown. He is the scariest dude I've ever seen. He's like uh, he's like that that old John Madden line. When when the 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 immovable object meets the uh, how does that go? <laughs> an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. Yeah, worry, I that's it. I <laughs> hey, we'll cut that, though. We'll cut that, okay? No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> Dude, Gilbert Brown also uh, conducts a youth football camp and leads women's team. So he's not only a great football player, he is woke. Thanks, uh, Coastal Elite. SJW? Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just see one of my people, man. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Bill. Are you sure you want to? Man, are you sure you want to talk, Bill? Do you want to talk about this? No. Well, Sam's a Brewers fan too. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Uh, yeah, the Brewers. Uh, we got a text uh, from Bill last night. You know what, Sam? Tell me a little bit about the Brewers while I find this text I got from Bill last night. Okay. We are just going on a downward slide and maybe win a game here and there and then just get curb stomped and break my heart. We're going to get to the wild card game, lose the first game, and then I'm just going to be focused on Badger football and Packer football. You still have them, you still have them making the playoffs? Yeah, because who else is going to be their competition? St. Louis? No. Well, oh, actually, I have, a, has... I, have a con- I have a contradicting text uh, coming from Bill last night. Uh, here's the uh, the text we got at 11.15 p.m. Hey, guys, just want to let you know the Brewers season is over and the Cardinals are are uh, going to make the playoffs over us. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Bill, Sam, why don't you guys hash this out because I'm hearing conflicting reports. One out of Germany saying uh, that the Brewers are going to make the playoffs over the Cardinals and one out of Wisconsin saying that the Brewers aren't going to make the playoffs over the Cardinals. Either of you, feel free to talk. Go ahead. Okay. So, I was just, I was very upset yesterday. So, um, so, uh, I almost called him Willie Peralta. Freddie Peralta. (laughs) Um, Freddie Peralta continues to just not be good in the first inning. Which, so then it's basically every time he starts, we have to play from behind, which is really good. Um, and then, so yesterday... Um, cause I think, are we playing at St. Louis? I think. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday it was three, nothing headed into the eighth inning. Um, that pitcher that we just got from, um, um, the Padres, Jordan Lyles is his name. So he had just pitched a the seventh inning, barely got through it without allowing any runs. So then in the top of the eighth, we scored two runs to come within a run, 
And so what does Craig Council do? He keeps Jordan in there, who just is just gets worse and gives up two more runs, and then we lose. And I think you need to write another letter to him um, because he did stop using Knable because you asked him to, and now he's leaving Jordan in there when he should have brought in Hader. Well, the thing is, I, I don't understand. Um, so, like, Hader hasn't pitched in, like, like a week, I feel like. Jeffers hasn't pitched in a couple days. And, like, I was talking about this with Ty yesterday. And I was like, I don't understand why you don't pull Jordan. And then Ty and Craig Collins actually both gave the same answer. They said, well, we, we got to save Hader and Jeffers for when we're winning. Yeah, but we're losing. So... Fucking put him in. I agree. I agree. Like, you can't play like you're going to assume you're going to get runs and take the lead. That's not how that works. So, it happened again. Um, The Brewers teased us and teased us, and it was going to be the year that they were going to win the division. And now it's the third year in a row. Um, I have a question. are the Brewers the Toronto Raptors of the MLB? No, because they can't make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, okay, so well, a bright spot for the Brewers. Um, oh, wait, no, this is not a bright spot. I'm sorry. Uh, Jimmy Nelson looks like he's not going to be coming back this year. Ooh, I don't know so, about that. What do you not know about it? I just saw it report. Uh... So Jimmy Nelson just threw a uh, just threw a, an actual real life bullpen session this today. Did he? How'd it go? I don't know. He said he's uh, quote I'm still doing everything in my power. Well, it's it's good okay. that he's not oh. under the power of something else. Oh. Sounds like we need to get him some rare candies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for you for the listeners at home, we're gonna take you behind the curtain here for a second. Uh, Sam Schaff has disappeared from the internet. I think the uh, the SS kicked down his door. Hans Launder came in and found he was broadcasting. Hey, oh, Sam, you're back. back. Here he is. All right. Are you okay? Hey, did, did, hey. did the SS like cut your hey. internet feed? Yeah, my internet feed. Sucks. Like a stop over. Yeah, hey, hey, Sam. Next time you leave, say hi to Anne Frank for me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Bill, classic. Oh, man. I, 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 I make the joke because I assume they're both hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, so back to uh, the Brewers. Uh, <laughs> so, Bill, you were saying that Jimmy Nelson just threw a rehab start? Yeah, he threw a bullpen sash. I don't know what you want me to. That's that's all there is. That's what he did. Great work. All right. So next, we've got a segment um, that we like to call <laughs> handball happenings, and we've got some imaging to go with this. Sam, or I mean Mike, if you want to give us the segment here, and here's some German propaganda for Sam Sch- coming from Sam Schaff. What's the segment called, Brady? Uh, this segment is called Handball Happenings with Sam Schaff. It is now time for Handball Happenings with Sam Schaff.
Sam Sam, how are you doing so, today? My liver's thanking me that uh, I'm not drinking like I did last year during Big Fest. Definitely three days of blackout drunk, you know. Just a normal. That sounds lovely. It is very lovely. Samuel, we have you here today to discuss the happenings in the handball world. So, to start off, France claimed a record extending six world handball title by beating Norway 33 to 26 in a tense final on Sunday as their solid defense helped grind down their opponents. Is France the best handball team in Europe? They're up there. I'm not going to say that they're the best. They definitely have had some great losses. Like you can't, you can't expect to go win every day. You can't compare them to like LA, where LeBron's going to win them the title. I agree. So, and uh, Le, Le Bleu for the French team, they, they were trailing early on, but the defense found their mark. What What is it about the France defensive line that allows them to succeed in handball as they couldn't in World War II against the Blitzkrieg? So what they learned was that they needed to retreat better and that when after they get the lead on a team, everyone gets back on D. Everyone stays there and tightens up the goal so the goalie doesn't actually have to physically do anything. Oh, so they hustle? They hustle. They learned they learned how to hustle for once, yes. And you guys know who else couldn't get back on D? What was that, Bill? I said you know who else couldn't get back on D when fighting one or two fronts? Hitler. Nice. nice. <laughs> rude in my country. That's very rude in my country. Next, Samville, we have some more German-specific news. Um, recently, Rhein Neckar Lowen won the DHB Cup, and it's a historic win over TSV Hanover Burgdorf. What? In Hamburg. What did you say? <laughs> we gotta redo that again. Uh, I wasn't ready. I just was reading the headline, but it was a really poorly re uh, written headline. <laughs> I love this segment so much. It's so funny. Okay. Whew, just cut that out, Germ. Just this. Just cut, edit, and start that over. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> Samuel, in German news, Rhein Necker Lohen celebrated their first ever DHB Cup trophy victory three days ago in Hamburg. What is it about this Rhein Neckar Lohen team that makes them special? It's the way that they work together. It's like the Brewers winning the World Series. The only way that's going to happen is if they have teamwork and they all respect each other and know their roles. Must they be, must they be dedicated? They have to live in the gym. Literally must not leave the gym. That's the only way they want. They must have they... balls in their hands at all times. Yes. If you can dodge a you can dodge a ball. It's like... Their discipline is unmatched by any other country. Like... <laughs> Finally, Sam, we have a news for the Heidi Cup. Fuchs Berlin beat the heavily favored Montpellier HB for the cup title. I'm an Italian there for a second. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I lost it. <laughs> I don't know how to, these <laughs> these articles are so poorly written, man. 
Not this happening. Uh, Was das? The two former champions met in the in the Heiser Cup final for an epic clash. Tell us about the game, Sam. So this was a sold out crowd. One hundred percent. The ticket sales were out of, out of this world. It cost more than the Super Bowl. Everybody in Germany knew about it. Everybody was watching. I had to go to my local sports bar to watch it, which was packed. Watching Berlin win in a close one was just an amazing feat to watch. And Sam, finally, finally, I need to ask you, um, give us your hottest handball take for the upcoming 2018-2019 season. My hottest handball take, Wittlich will win the World Cup. Wittlich? What? What? Yes. This has been Handball Happenings, the Sam Chef. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for having me on here. Have you just seen Cheers.